How those balls looking? You know what you know what season is, right? <laughs> I do, I do indeed. It is uh, it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscape, buddy. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. They did a little upgrade mm-hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? We both work for a, uh, a nonprofit uh, cancer foundation that his parents own. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, he, he kind of runs it, and then I do AV and stuff like that for them for conferences and things like that. Yeah. So we travel around and do that stuff. What's the um, name of the nonprofit? It's NCAN. It's uh, neuroendocrine cancer is the company, or, or is the cancer that they are uh, raising awareness, and we do events all over the country. MCAN Foundation. Yeah, so that's how that's this great. whole thing kind of started. He built this studio for himself during COVID, and uh, we were like, let's just operate as though we're one human, and yeah, <laughs> let's figure this all out so that's great i love yeah. it I, I um my uh so my full-time job is is also in the nonprofit space now oh, cool. i was like i said i coffee was the long yeah, yeah. the long term thing for me that i did for a while and uh i've always done audio video production media production uh, the, I mean, the band, like I said, the band was a one-time thing. Right. I thought it was going to be a one-time thing because I was just going to be the behind-the-scenes studio guy. Right. And, uh, and well, that, right. Um, so, yeah, three, you know, just over three years now, I've worked for a nonprofit, being their multimedia uh, guy. So, mostly video content um, that I produce. And cool. What's going the, on? Uh, what's the nonprofit? One, one year. One year for a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's running, <laughs> running his. I, I took that's his fantastic. job when he took it over. Oh, hey, all right, there you go. I went Dude, from that's, assistant to, yeah. That world, people, unless you work in it, you don't, like, there's a, yeah. It, it, I think uh, my experience has been, it's really rewarding, um, but also nonprofit space relying on, you know, donors, Right. Is yeah. uh that's a grind. You know, I'm like yeah. I'm a media guy. I'm not a you know, I'm not a, a fund fundraising person. And right, right. There's a certain degree of that you yeah. have to have. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a there's yeah, a degree of a band. Like, so. Yeah. It's exactly exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So well, and the, at the same at the same time it's like one of those things where it's like, cool, you do the media stuff. Guess what doesn't happen if we don't have those donors? Right. And you're like Oh yeah, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. matters if we don't. Have you that. have to have the media to get the donors, but you need the donors to do the media to justify the media. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So it's a cancer. You said NCAN. What's it called? NCAN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. We're uh, we're partnered with uh, the band is partnered with Music Beats Cancer, 
if oh, you're familiar cool. with them or not. Oh, okay, so, cool. um, and that was near to near and dear to my heart. I was, uh, for years, um, on the board of, uh, American cancer society for my county. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So that's, yeah, man, that's cool. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, man. We all got together cause something sucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Like, like, What's the worst thing in the world to bring people together? <laughs> yeah. Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! We recently did a show. Um, we do like a we still do a show where it's just kind of us having a conversation yeah. about something. Uh, it's called Discussions and Drinks. We just have a drink and we kind of talk about whatever happens. And we had one recently with a, uh, a good friend of mine. Like, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Indiana. And um, with a, a friend of mine that that is very um, uh, rigid about his... Yeah. Uh, belief system and his thoughts and his his um, value system and all that yeah. kind of stuff and very often he and I will be at different ends of a spectrum right yeah. and so we did a whole episode of like okay how do we approach a conversation you know when when you have that ideological difference and when you have that and, and it's important to like it, it, we just talked about how important context was and how yes. important that whole like and that I'll go back to my like zooming out is and be like, yeah. OK, I can I can be really mad at you for this thing you just said. Yeah. But if I zoom out, I still know what kind of person you are. Right. And we we can. OK, so we need to talk more about this thing and we need to talk about it from the perspective of. All right, let's let's zoom out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There's a book and called "I tricky. Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening." Yes, I know that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's written by two friends, went to college together, long-term mm -hmm. friends. They kind of fell apart. They drifted apart uh, post college. They're both lawyers. Mm -hmm. Both very educated people. Um, both, you know, have a heart for serving other people. But one of them. Um, it like straight ticket Republican, right? The other one very liberal Democrat, right? And when they're reconnected as adults um, on social media, they were always going at it, and they went, "Okay, stop, 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 stop. We gotta zoom out, right?" Yep. And so they wrote this book together. Um, wow. Yeah, I got to see them last year. They were in Grand Rapids at uh, Calvin University. They did a. a they're part of their January series. They, they have a thing called January. They bring in different speakers from across the U.S. and talk about social issues. And um, one of them had COVID. And so they were they were live streamed in from their hotel room where they were isolating. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's hard to do. That's the harder option, I think, is to go, well, let's okay. Let's actually see what's at the bottom of this. And it's so easy to just shut off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 so easy to just kind of surround yourself with um with like-minded oh yeah in, in we either, love echo chambers right? yeah you like, know yeah. and and it it 
it feels comfortable, it feels good, you can have conversations with people, and you'd be like, yeah, 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 and you get affirmation, and you get yep. backed up, and you're doing it for each other, yep. um, but it's it's a different thing when you're kind of like, okay, we're in a, whether you're in a band, you're performing for everybody, right? Yep. You're doing a podcast, you're, you're performing for everybody, you know? Um, you, you can decide not to. You can decide to just kind of really hone in on one thing. And that's probably a, a smarter business decision, to be honest. <laughs> it probably works in your benefit if you niche out, you know. But it it doesn't feel like you're, I, I don't know. Like for me, songwriting and, and becoming a songwriter and performing has always been about communication. Yes. And it's always been about like learning as much as it was about getting whatever is in me out mm -hmm, you yeah. know so there's that aspect of like okay i need to talk but i also i need to listen because if i don't listen i'm not learning anything new and then i have yep. nothing else to talk about later and so that whole uh thing of of being like all right let's zoom out let's let's see where we're both out and let's yeah communicate because we have to live together we have to we have to be around each other and we have to and we can by the way till, till you till, till you guys like we came here and did the episode i didn't realize that you lived together and oh, you were yeah, doing yeah. this while you were living together too because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like i i had known i had known him uh his his buddy from just just like facebook posts and stuff. right oh yeah and, Which and could get a little dicey. Great way to get something because oh, man. Way, right? like, yeah, right. <laughs> have a very one-dimensional. And, and uh, it's one way. And yeah, it's one way. quite frankly, like uh, I, I, I had seen some of the Facebook posts and stuff, and I was just kind of like, oh man, uh, no, <laughs> you nope. like this guy? Nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, I, like, like I can't deal with that stuff. And then like. Honestly, we, 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 we said, like, he told me, oh, listen, Mike's coming, this and that. I was like, all right, fine. Then what we're going to do the episode on is right opposing opinions and how you can yeah. still be friends. And right. uh, we didn't give any of the opinions. No, we gave yeah. zero opinions. How do you who approach gave, a conversation? Who what opinion? How do I approach Although, a conversation? Although, like, I'm pretty sure you, like, people get where our opinions come from. But, uh, like, yeah, we're pretty at the same time, it was just like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was interesting. And, and it was like, okay. Well, I, I appreciate that finally somebody can kind of like be like, yeah. yeah, but it's important to right to be open-minded, to be well, willing to discuss things. People also walk through life thinking that the other side from whatever side they're on is is like wrong all the time. Well, not only wrong, but that they that they can't possibly be the type of person that's like them that would yeah. have a conversation and want, you know they they think right. if you're opposed to me you're totally closed off and you're totally this and you're totally that. unreachable so, right yeah. exactly and it's like well if you're thinking that and they're thinking that and nobody's trying then that's the problem oh <laughs> like yeah self-fulfilling prophecy at that point right right yeah right then, then you're kind of exactly exactly yeah. um so yeah, that's a weird tangent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird tangent. Well, I feel like I feel like now, with this is gonna be like the longest intro ever, and right. it's gonna be great. Uh, oh, we're in now, the episode. We're totally but now, in. I do wanted to let everybody know that welcome to Bacon's my podcast. Right. He is Jimmy, I am Mike, and we are here. And this is with Jacob, lead singer, <laughs> and the guitar player of 
American Hotel System, Jacob. The American Hotel System, because there's only one. There is only That's one. right. There can, so there can only, only be one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jacob, thank you for hanging out with us, dude. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to to pick your brain about a lot of things. I, I was listening. We 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 were talking. Some earlier. of that'll be in. Also, you know what I mean. Like we. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't all just worthless. <laughs> that was, right. Yeah. Uh, no. Something I did want to like pick your brain about is yeah. because, um, as I told you uh, before, we started this whole shebang. Uh, I listened pretty intently to mm-hmm. a uh, a podcast you were on uh, that happens to be sponsored by Madcap Coffee, and yes. it's uh, and it's where you got your start with uh, with coffee and learning about coffee and and Mad- oh, talked yeah. about is friends with our buddies from Grow Your Ass Off. So yes, it all, <laughs> it all turns it all it connects. all comes together. It all connects. Um, but. Yeah, you you were talking about your journey to appreciating black coffee. Yes, and <laughs> you guys are psychos. Yeah, right. No, he doesn't like it. He's the, like been he's right. been here longer than we have. Yeah, and, and he's just like, no, you can't. He's I, been here longer than we have. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I I'm just trying to I'm trying what to a, nicely say what a you're way older. What a Dick. Well, he's 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 way younger than I am, and obviously, you've been here longer than I have, and so. But he he just his 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 palate hasn't evolved. Okay. <laughs> so like so I I want you to retell like I I usually don't like telling people to like tell the same stories on yeah. our podcast. Uh, yeah. But but tell me how you went from. Going from uh, like incredibly sweet, super sugary coffee, he did like an already sweet coffee and then put like six sugar packets in it. Okay, okay. Uh, Two, I bet you if I sat with Jacob, he would zoom out and he would and he would speak to me about why I can try things and we would walk through it together. Unlike just unlike (laughs) unlike this. Well, you know what? If I if I if I had a book to tell me how to so, do so. Yes, Jacob, please maybe. walk us walk us through it. If I was important Absolutely. enough, you know. <laughs> so uh, a large a large part of uh, my job um, at the the last cafe I uh, was employed at was was education. Um, and I think when you're a when you're a barista working in the specialty coffee space, and let me define that first. When I say specialty coffee space, I don't mean a chain. Mm-hmm. Um, there could there's an argument to be made that Starbucks is specialty coffee. If you want to say it that, okay, was at one point it was at one point. Yeah, that's still it's considered very second wave uh, in my opinion. So first wave of coffee is commodity, right? Mm-hmm. So. Think Folgers, Maxwell House, um, you know, chock full of nuts, eight o'clock, whatever, you know. Okay. Um, Sanka, uh, you know, <laughs> if you want to uh, go the Cafe Inga, that's Bustella. commodity coffee. Sanga. Yeah, Bustella, that's right, that's right. That's, that uh, that's stuff put some hair on your chest. I forgot yeah, Sanka existed. You've been instant coffee. <laughs> um, so that's first wave. So very, you know, commodified, low quality, greatest yield. Um, for the cheapest price and highest profit. 
Then you have a second wave coffee, which is what we think of like coffee shop. Coffee as a destination, a place where people go uh, to have a coffee beverage, um, you know, maybe diner, you know, has some food, cafe type thing. And then uh, the third wave of coffee um, has a focus on farm to cup. So uh, in the same way uh, that a high-end restaurant might focus on farm-to-table, uh, specialty sure. coffee, third-wave coffee would focus on seed-to-cup. So we're not just looking at the presentation of the final beverage, the barista who is making it, who's dialed in the shot. We're also looking at the product itself, the farm it came from, the processing method, the roasting right of it. Uh, before that, the processing method at origin, um, the elevation, those types of things, where it was grown, how it was produced, um, water irrigation, you know, um, all these things and really putting an emphasis on the farmer who grew the product and what they did to make that product the best it could. Um, and then everybody from there, everybody in the chain the people who pick the seeds, well, the people who pick the cherries, because coffee is a fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a cherry uh, on this, this plant. And what we drink is the seeds of this cherry. People who pick the cherry, the people who pulp the cherry, who then process the seeds, um, who load the seeds up, you know, the people who transport the raw seeds, um, the people at or the people in the U.S. who import it, all those hands in that process. And then you bring it to me in a cafe setting. And therefore, my job as a barista, I feel, uh, is to present that product in such a way that has reverence for all of the hands that were in the process to bring it to uh, the guest. And therefore, my job is to present it in the most excellent way possible that maintains the integrity of the product. Um, that's what third wave specialty coffee is to me. It's, it's not just a commodity. It's not just something that we go and, and take as a product and receive and we pay money for and it's a, you know, we enjoy it. It's, it's a big picture that's really focused on community. Um, a lot of the organizations that exist, you'll see events. It's all about bringing people together and exemplifying um, the community and the process um, behind it. Um, Specialty Coffee Association, they host uh, the World Coffee Champs every year. Um, look it up if you ever get the chance. There's a great documentary called Barista. There's a, that's the follows the 2015 World Bar uh, U.S. Barista Championship, and then the sequel Baristas follows the 2017 World Barista Championship. Um, at that level, the focus needs to be on all of the hands. Um, anyway, for me, uh, my idea of coffee was uh, a percolator, right? Like my grandparents percolator with Maxwell House and Cremora powdered creamer. Um, I had the same. Fun, yes. fun fact. That's how I was introduced there was to coffee. A, there was a great uh, uh, Mythbusters episode where they made a whole bunch of creamer, yeah. powdered creamer, explode. Yes. Oh. Because, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, super yes. flammable. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Very. Um, that was my idea of coffee for, for years. You know, not... Not something that's enjoyable 
uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a, a great majority of people would agree with that. Yeah, it was um, like bitter, gross. It was like yeah, oh, you know, it, old people drink this and their breath smells like it. Yes. Yeah. And it's hot. Yes. It's way too hot. Um, a lot of home coffee makers just make the water way too hot, scalds whatever flavor was there, right? A lot of um, that was coffee. my idea of coffee. I came to college. Um, now the summer before I was at college, I was doing music at a summer camp, and there was a community. Uh, there was a speaker there who was talking about the importance of community, um, and he said something that changed my life really. Um, he said, where there is coffee, there is community. And where there's community, there's the opportunity to impact people's lives for the better. Oh. I didn't understand what he meant necessarily. Um, I grew up uh, with a, a grandmother who ran the, the uh, funeral luncheons for our, for our church. Uh, right. So I was the, co- the cute little coffee kid that had the thing of coffee, and I'd refill people's coffee right. for them at funeral dinners, right? Um, and I noticed there was a community aspect to it, but I didn't really get it. Flash forward to college, uh, orientation week, our orientation leader um, challenged us to meet five new people a day. Um, very small, private Bible college that we went to, um, about 300 traditional students on campus, so not very big at all. Um, online programs massive, but in person, not so much five new people a day i said he didn't mean that literally but i took it literally you know okay uh so i had my list every day and i noticed the place to meet people was the cafe that was on campus the the campus coffee shop which was called kahawa cafe which kahawa is coffee in swahili cafe is coffee in italian so it was called coffee coffee coffee. yeah (laughs) Uh, that's fun uh and i would get a drink called the city by the bay it was a white chocolate, chocolate caramel latte with, uh, I would get extra pumps of each syrup. Uh, and then, uh, as he was saying, I would I would add sugar packets afterwards. Sounds delicious. Um, Sounds sweet. I got it iced to mask the flavor of the espresso even more. Um, <laughs> and I would power through it. But I, I, would, I wanted to meet people. So I would offer to buy them coffee. And I had to have a coffee with it, right? So right. I was spending way too much money on I was 17 when I was a freshman <laughs> in college. And, uh, and my mom hey, texted me one day. She was, like, right. she was like, what? why did you spend $35 at the cafe yesterday? And I said, well, I was buying other people coffee. And she said, they can pay for their own coffee. You're 17, right? Not if I um, want to meet them. Not if I want to meet them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... My goal was to add less sugar each time. I'm not sure exactly why, but I just felt like I'm I don't want to be seen as like the you know, the sugary. I had a friend who'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're girly coffee." And right, I'm like, "Hey right. man, you know, right. I'm not at least trying to not choking every time I'm going to make sure it. that I don't taste the coffee in this coffee." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted a dessert beverage mm-hmm. that had coffee in it. Which which um, I, want melt, I want a melted milkshake. Of... I want a melted milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal. A hub. A, a central hub to a do so. A central location. Wait. 
I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped, all of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show by grabbing some T-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice T-shirts. They don't uh, They don't chafe. The nice to the nips. You know I like that. You know Jimmy's you know all about like his that. nice to the nips I'm like the shirts. Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got sensitive nipples. That's if fine. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? You want, mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say... That when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. Um, so I, uh, a few weeks into that, my friend took me to Art Prize in downtown Grand Rapids, which is the largest open art competition in the world. Um, tons of people come from all over the country to uh, downtown Grand Rapids. And I had never experienced it before. We went to the Grand Rapids Art Museum, and right across the street is Madcap Coffee, uh, which is one of the best uh, coffee shops in the United States, if not the world. One of the best roasters in the United States, uh, hands down. Um, I was in Seattle a few years ago, and I went into a cafe there. Seattle, known for their coffee. That's right. It was on my honeymoon, uh, which is what the song song was uh, named after. Um, And I walk into this cafe... Uh, and on the shelf is Madcap. And I went, that's hilarious. I came here to try the coffee, and you just have coffee from my hometown. Um, <laughs> so I, my friend was like, hey, uh, Madcap's across the street, want to swing in. I said, oh, you know, I've never been there before. And he was like, you've never been to Madcap? You know, like, we have to go. And I walked in, and I looked at the menu, which is somebody who was used to a white chocolate chocolate caramel latte. Right. <laughs> Uh, I went, what's a cortado, you know, Um, macchiato, cappuccino. Uh, I've I've heard of a cappuccino machine at a, at a gas station. Um, I, I, I said, I don't know what to get, man. Like what the heck? Uh, he said, okay, just get a mocha that has chocolate. And I went, okay. It's like a chocolate latte. And they use like a single origin Tanzanian cocoa powder, really high end stuff. You know, it doesn't taste like, you know, it's not like eating a Hershey bar, right? It's, right, right. <laughs> it's good. This doesn't taste like uh, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Your high end chocolate. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was $4.75. Um, and I went, whoa, this better be good. <laughs> and if I, even if I hate it, I'm going to finish the whole thing. And I got it, and I'd never seen latte art before, and I was like, wow, latte. I sent a picture to my mom, you know, look, latte art, wow. Uh, same thing everybody does the first time they see right, it, right? Right, um, And I smelled it, and oh, it smelled so good. Like, the cafe just smelled amazing, you know, and uh, oh, it was beautiful. And I, I sat at the table, 
and I went, I was so ready and I went to take a drink and I hated it. <laughs> um, it was just like chocolate was, at all, <laughs> you know, but I'd never had good espresso before and it was a shock. It was a shock to, to my palate. Right. Um, but it was $4.75, so I was going to drink every drop. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I drank it, and uh, as I was drinking it, I, I looked around, and, you know, there was a, a couple playing chess. Uh, there was somebody reading a book. There were people. There was an art installation in the cafe. They were looking at the art for Art Prize. It was fall, so it was beautiful outside. and um, You can see Madcap's on the corner. Uh, of two major major uh, streets in Grand Rapids, and so you can see all these beautiful old buildings uh, and the skyline and the city. And I was sitting there with my friends, and it just like clicked for me. I went, "Oh man, this this is so much more than just you know a quick pick me up. I need caffeine. Right. You know, I need to start the day. This is so much more than that. Um, this is craft." Right, the intersection of art and science is craft. Um, this is community, and I understood what that speaker said: where where there is coffee, there's community. Uh, and I was hooked after that. Uh, I bought another one to go. <laughs> so the price didn't bother me that much. Well, at I what bought point, another one to go. At what point yeah. during that did you go from this is about? Uh, community and people getting together and me yeah. drinking this drink I don't enjoy while people are together and going to I actually enjoy this this drink yeah versus so by, by the end like, of that if, first experience the thing is cool yeah well by so it was the thing I was attracted to right I was attracted to the thing yeah but by the end of that first drink I did like it I was like oh you know what this is actually this is, I've never had anything that tastes like this before, and it's unique. And once I got past like the shock of the espresso, I went, oh, actually, there's complexity here. It's the milk texture. It's the, the quality of the ingredients. You can, you can taste it. Um, it was still a very long, long process yeah. of you know, learning, training your palate. And that's a learned thing. Um, to, I mean, tasting is not uh, just something that you can just do. You have to develop a palate. Sure. Um, you have to, you know, you have to understand the lexicon. Um, that's a huge, uh, there's a huge learning curve to that. Um, but you don't have to know those things to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went home that night, uh, and my friend who took me actually worked at the cafe on campus, and I was fascinated by the process of making it. I'd never seen it be made. I'd never, I'd never seen like espresso being made before. Um, I was like, what's that? He's like, oh, it's a portafilter. What's the grinder th in the tamping thing? What's that? Like what, you know, I was fascinated. He let me come around the bar and watch him. And I, I remember opening my laptop that night and sitting at the, uh, the cafe, uh, the, the coffee shop on campus was open until like 11 PM. And I sat at the bar and I watched a video on my laptop uh, from like Chef Steps, they had a whole series about espresso. This is before the YouTube coffee culture was big. Right, right. Like yeah, there's yeah. a huge culture around it now. Um, it wasn't a thing then. Like it was a very niche. You know, ten years ago, not a not a huge thing. Right. Um, 
and I was just obsessed with the process. And the next day, I had my friend who had a car drove me to the grocery store to buy a French press and a blade grinder, you know. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to make it myself. And and uh, I'm always uh, I'm always chasing. And every coffee person I know is like this. We're always chasing better extraction. We're always chasing a better cup. Um, it's very science based, measurement based. You know, we weigh everything. Um, there's a guy I watch that he uh, he talks about. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's to the point. It's so ridiculous now. The trends within espresso. Right. We're talking like the big thing this year has been um, taking a frozen uh, stainless steel ball uh, and setting it over. There's like a stand you can put it on. And as the espresso pulls, it's supposed to hit the frozen ball, and that's supposed to lock in any of the uh, the uh, 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 what, what I'm looking for the, the soluble uh, right. uh, flavors that will dissipate unless they're flash cool. <laughs> I mean, it is take coffee, people. They right. will take something. It's like putting in a well, light that only bulb. Works for a small period of time because that frozen ball. Is yeah. no longer frozen. That's right. It's second yeah. sin. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, We've it's tried very this. complicated, <laughs> you <laughs> know. Um, yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's fun. It's a hobby, um, and it's something that really uh, gripped my soul and uh, has been a huge, huge part of my life. Um, you know, I I think it's it's a thing you have to experience with somebody. Who's passionate about it? I agree. If you do that, it's it's a different experience, you know. Um, one of my favorite things um, working behind the bar was when people would come in and go. There was a guy. He came in um, one of my last shifts, actually, which is funny. Um, and he said, "I've never had espresso ever, and I've wanted to try it, but it just I'm afraid. I don't like coffee." Can you help me? Walk me through this. And if somebody ever came up to me and said they had never had espresso before, I would make them one for free. Right. Um, and I'd taste it with them, right? I like I pull shots. two shots. I was a bartender. I did that with shots. Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. right? I was like, you've never had whiskey? <laughs> Let me get me. you one. You let's know? do this. Let's, um, let's do the taste an ex- experience. Let's try a few. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're facilitating experience. Yeah. So I walked the guy through. I talked to him about the process. Um, about expre- extraction theory. Yeah. And I, I pulled the shot and I said, okay, when you taste this, we're not just, you're not just going to throw it back or whatever. Take a sip, coat your tongue. It's going to be a shock if you've never had it. It's going to be like super bitter, but cover your whole tongue. And then the second sip, you know, you're going to, you're going to adjust to the temperature. And then the third one, you take it back. Oh, then you can maybe taste some of the sweetness because mm, right. you're, you know, and here's have some sparkling water and like take that. And then, you know, and it was a whole process. And I walked him through that. His wife came in the next day. She was a regular and she was like, did you, are you the one that gave my husband that espresso? <laughs> Is it you? Yeah. And I said, yeah. She said he came home and would not stop talking about it. It was such a cool experience for him. Dude, that's so cool. That's I was like, great. that's ex- that's what I wanted it to be, right? Yeah. And that's what it's about. Um, so I hope I answered your question. If that's that's yeah, no, my, I, like, uh... so like my 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 wife Chen is, uh, and that's something that like we've we've talked about here a few times is that 
I was talking about how she's a coffee chemist. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- this is like being a barista is something that uh, she could probably get into if she wanted to. Because she would literally just find different coffees and stuff and and put scoops in and try different things and go, well, I put a little bit of, I put a little bit of this, but also some of this and and I put some cinnamon on it because I feel like this was a little bit bitter, so this would balance it out and and like she's always been that way in the, in yeah. the, the 13 years that we've been living together. she's right. always been that way and um, and and it was the fact that her coffee was really, really good. That I started going, oh well, I'll put a little bit less sugar in, mm. ah. and, then, and then and then I was like, oh okay, I'm starting to taste things that I didn't taste before, and then uh, all of a sudden my body goes, well, Dare doesn't love you, go f yourself, <laughs> right, right. and I was yeah, like, all right, right, well, all right, we love half and half in this house, so I'm gonna start pulling <laughs> yeah. back on that, forget yeah. it, and then I was a black coffee drinker. That's just like wow. Like super easy, you know, and but but we we order from a local place and and we we get different flavors and from areas that we want it from and and uh, it's just kind of become a thing here. Yeah, you're also, still so super judgy on people that don't drink black coffee that don't have that support <laughs> system. Oh, it's always about him, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's about you. <laughs> I I, I think what I think is cool, uh, honestly, is I think that, like, the people that get into the creation of coffee Mm -hmm. are not unlike the people that become, um, like, uh, mixologists, right? They get into the creation of... Of There's overlap. A lot right. of the people I know who are into both. Yeah. Yeah, and I and and then I also think that the people that drink both, there's an overlap with the people that are into wines, right? Yeah. And oh, for sure. And then I, sure. I I think then there's also this like, the the people that are just there to kind of like, I'm interested in what all this is about, but I'm not. I I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Nor do I care. I right. don't want to. I don't. I don't want your dissertation but like walk me through a little bit of it and explain to me what i'm doing uh which again i think just furthers the community aspect of it which is not unlike punk rock whereas oh yeah if you've been listening to a certain style of music and then you're you've got a friend that's like yo i want you to check out this rancid record right and you put it on and you're like the vocals are awful and like the why are the why are the guitars like this why is the mix like this and you're like no 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 let it coat your tongue yeah Yeah. right and you're like that's a great analogy just appreciate kind of like take it don't compare it to what you already know look at what's look at what's there and then find the things take the time to find what you like that's there and once you do that in anything really once you find the things that you like that are there you become a soldier for that thing yeah because you appreciate what's really there and when people don't see it immediately you're like no 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 you're just not seeing it you're just not no you're just not getting it don't 
don't judge right away, <laughs> right? So you become that person that's like, slow down. <laughs> let's, yeah. yeah, right. Let's get and I and I think that that just kind of again fosters that community because it creates right. a, uh, it creates a dialogue and it yep. creates a communication. And it it creates a situation where someone can learn something from someone and someone can teach something that they learned from someone else. And then someone that's above all that can see their creation moving forward. Yeah. And it, and it just creates this whole synergy of like this, this thing that's getting bigger and that gets more appreciated and that gets more noticed. And, and by getting bigger, people are understanding and appreciating the smaller parts of it. Yeah. Does that make sense the way I said that? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, which is um, what CT. I, which is yeah. what I really like about it. Cause I've definitely been the person I'm a bartender. My bar brought in a mixologist and I was like, what is this douchebag? <laughs> right. And, and <laughs> like, and, and, but they made a couple drinks and I tried them and I was like, all right, that's pretty great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me why you did this and why you did that. And it was super interesting and it was super cool. Now, granted, I was also of the mindset of this is super cool and this is super interesting. This bar is busy. I'm never going to do any of this. Right. But it also made me appreciate it. Was it a learning a, experience. Right. For you. And, on, and appreciate yeah. it on a different level. And I think to appreciate things on a different level, you have to be in a situation where you can slow down. And yeah. the world we live in is so fast yeah. that not enough people slow down. And when you find someone that is open to slowing down, you want to explain everything to them. I worked and, at a shop where it was called Fast Coffee and Slow Coffee. Yeah. Fast was the batch brew that was ready to go. The slow was a pour over. Oh, that makes oh, that was, The menu sense. literally said that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Because yeah. the slow, you get to talk to people. Exactly. You go, all right, well, while this is happening, let's have a conversation. Yep. But that enhances the experience of what you're drinking. It enhances yes. the experience. Just like when you go to a bar and you have a bartender that pays attention to you and you're talking to them. Yeah, maybe that's not – maybe maybe it's still a Bud Light, but it's the best Bud Light you ever drank because someone's taking the time to, to listen to you You yeah. know, while you're, while you're drinking it. And so I think a lot of that uh, coffee shop kind of aesthetic mm. is that whole slow everything down and that community aspect of it, which is what we've what we try to do with our music. Yes. From the conception of making it, you go to a show and people are waiting in line. They're bored. They're waiting in line. You want them to slow down. You want to put some headphones on them and go, hey, this is my band. Check it out. Yeah. You want people I, to be at your show. You want them to, okay, I know you're going to the bar to get a drink, but slow down. That's not what I'm doing. Before, before we get into, because I, I do want to change subjects that does play into that right? quite a bit. Like okay. literally that direct story. Uh, so uh, real so quick sidebar. Quick, quick, guys, get in, get in. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So Becky, she does like a coffee festival. Huh? Um, we're usually away, but talk to her about it. If you need a place to stay really? in New York, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but okay, so yeah, Coffee Fest not... NYC is that the one? 
I, I, I don't know. I think Which so. one? What did you just say? I'm sorry. Coffee Fest NYC? Um, it might be. I, I, I don't know for sure. But you that know sounds what? familiar, you but you I'm should, not sure. You should ask Becky about it. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I will. Because she knows about it. Yeah. Oh, she knows about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but what you were saying about, like, community and, like, passing the headphones and stuff like that, um, I did want to switch gears real quick when it comes to music and stuff, because I know you have stood outside many a shows yes. in New York City yes. for a particular band many. going, hey, can you, can you, like... This dude is Please grinded. Listen. Please listen this to guy, me. This guy has, gr- has grinded right. on uh, so many levels. Uh, but he's stood outside and then enjoyed many a Switchfoot show. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. 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 And I know this about you, too. You're a Switchfoot uh, right. And uh, what's really cool to me is uh, way back in the day, I was also a part of a band's, uh, you know, the forums. Like, you, you yep. like... The band yes. endorses a forum. They, yeah. They're not, like, a part of it, but they're like, these guys get it. All right, fine, we're going to do that. So you were a part of that forum for Switchfoot. Yeah. Social media is alive. Bam, everything's gone. Right. This guy facilitated yeah. the yes. resurgence of yes, he did. that forum. And... uh I want to know how many New York City shows you've had, you have, that this guy has probably been at because I probably been at this guy. Oh, jeez! Like I, I got to tell you, like we we talk about it all the time. Switchfoot's like, so like, underrated. Can we just say oh, that? Switch, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Switchfoot just say is that. incredibly underrated, dude. And they also have brought on, and you were saying like so many great, all these great records, not songs, records, but like. Up and coming bands that yep. you have yep. seen yep. on Switchfoot tours. Their openers that have been were great. Like, They're, That's um, how I discovered Colony House and Tyson Motzenbacher. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, oh. So, like, so, uh, and so for me, before that, before the, the, the forums thing was like uh, imports and yeah. all that kind right. of it, well, yeah. it was imports, it was bootlegs. It was. Yeah. Not imports. It what are they yes. selling in Japan? Is right. what is it? Because there's no imports from anywhere else. Let's be honest. Right. What's the and, Japanese domestic? Well, no. Was, what uh, happened no, at Budokan? I have, <laughs> I have, per- like, I in you know 1998 have purchased from a small mom and pop record store an import, which right. was literally a dude standing in the middle of a arena. No, that's a bootleg. But they, yeah. but they called that's it. That's not an import. an import. No, no, they called it an import. Where was it from? Chicago. That's not imported. Right. No, no, you're right. You're completely right. But I did buy it because you're it was in the United States. You can't import, import from the United States. Uh, but maybe they were from Budokan. So do you know that that like the whole import thing started as a uh, as a reaction to how big. Like cheap trick live from Budokan went. Oh really? Really? That was that was one of the first. Re- there were there were imports and people were tape trading and stuff like that. Yeah. But cheap trick released that live from Budokan record, and people got super interested in like, I wonder if I can find live records from huh. other play. And like wow. J- Japan was such a huge 
market. Well, yeah, they were like for rock bands and 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 rock shows yep. that and and they recorded so many of those live shows that <laughs> you could find those. And you could find them at record shops, and you could find, like, they yeah. would be imported from different places. But Live from Budokan was one of the biggest, like, it ushered, it, it was part of ushering in that whole yeah. thing where it was like, let's get the Japanese import of yeah. this band and this band. Yeah. So, like, so what I, what I want to ask you I about I also love Cheap Tricks. This. <laughs> what I want to ask you about this is, like, so you, you took it over. Um as as a curator for yeah. for this particular thing like what is what has been the holy grail track oh. or holy grail yes piece that you've gotten from right. and and like dude uh, basically i so the way that i i understand it is switchfoot goes okay if we've released this anywhere in the world somehow if if we don't have it anywhere else but like if it's not here, it's all yours. We're allowed to post it. Yeah. Right. What is what is your like holy grail creme de la creme track <laughs> or find that right. is like that you hang on your hat? And why is it sabotaged from New York City at the <laughs> Yeah. Cause that was a killer show. Oh yeah. So Yeah, you say that I'm I'm looking at uh signed uh custom frames signed fading west poster on that oh, wall nice. over there nice. um <laughs> so i was very Sick. active in the switchfoot forms back in the day uh and then one day they just poof disappeared there was a fan site called land of broken hearts that uh, uh, a woman named gina ran she did tons of exclusive stuff with them and they had a rare song archive on this website uh and then that website went offline um and then all of a sudden there were all these tracks, these rare tracks, different mixes, you know, um, that uh, you couldn't get anywhere. So there was a Facebook group, uh, Switchfoot John Foreman fans on Facebook, um, that everyone went to. Um, and then actually a few years later, the band attached it to their page as their official Oh, cool. Which is really awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, I said, we've got to rebuild this archive. Like, I had most of it. I didn't have all of it, though. Um, and so my friend Steven and I, uh, five years ago now, uh, I believe, almost six, uh, rebuilt uh, this archive. And we have even more than that rare archive had. Like, way more than it had back in the day. Um, and we've... We have like their entire 2007 tour with Reliant K. Mm -hmm. We have um, their entire tour with Lifehouse from 2017. Oh, nice. uh, that's on there. Yeah. I was at um, that show. Yeah, yeah, I was at, yeah. I was at, yeah, really? 2017. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. yeah, that was Lifehouse's first tour in like a, a while. Yeah, a while. Um, that was like the first time I saw Switchfoot. No, oh, 2017. Dude. Yeah. 2017. Or no, no, no. Uh, sorry, I was thinking 2007. I was oh, like, the first time I saw, first time I saw them was like 2007, 2008. Yeah, man. So uh, for years, um, the Holy Grail was uh, an album called Etc., which um, that was just the name of the band. That was John and Tim Foreman when they were like 
17 and 15, I believe, mm-hmm. 18, 16, something like that. They were teenagers. Um, they made like 200 copies on CD, and that's it. Uh, and if you had one, you were you were freely able to rip it and send it to somebody else. They just ask that you don't post it publicly. Totally understandable. I wouldn't yeah. want the record I made when I was 17 right. available to all my fans. Right? I made a terrible one, yeah. Uh, exactly. We all did. But it's a cool thing to have. So that was it for a, for a while. Um, I actually know somebody who found a copy at a Goodwill. And, oh, oh. man, greatest find ever. That's However, like, yeah. However, after etc., um, they were called Chin Up. This is right before they changed the name to Switchfoot. They were called mm-hmm. Chin Up, and they uh, recorded a demo um, with Charlie Peacock, and, who produced their first three records. They recorded this demo with him, and it was on tape. And I don't remember how many copies they made. Very, very, very few copies of this EP on uh, on tape. And they just found one last year in their studio, like the band. They didn't oh, wow. think one existed. Um, and that for years has been the thing that everybody wanted to find. And we didn't think it was possible. We didn't think they existed. If it did exist, it wasn't digital. It was on tape. So, late last year, uh, my friend and fellow uh, archive curator, Stephen, um, was on Instagram, and he found, a pic- he found a picture a guy had posted of his tape collection from high school, and it had a picture of the Chin Up EP. Oh. And so he DM'd him. The guy hadn't posted in like three years. So he DM'd him and said, hey explained who he was, explained the archive and all that kind of stuff, and said, we have been looking for this. It is a holy grail, and it's lost media is what it is. Right? Yeah. Um, if you see this, would it be possible at all for you to digitize it or for us to pay for it to be digitized? Like, we were willing to pay for yeah. him to digitize it, just to archive it. Of course. Um, a week later the guy sends him a full like rip of the tape oh, in damn. wave format. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. And so we actually haven't posted it yet and I've been sitting on it for months and months and months. Um, I, I keep forgetting about it, but uh, it's a Holy grail and we have it. We have the artwork like scanned. Oh man. Um, so wow. cool. It, it is, it was so neat. And it's really what it is. Mostly just demo versions of songs from their first record. Right. Um, but there there are two songs, I believe, that they didn't record Okay. Uh, on the record. So they're lost, long lost B-sides um, that no, like barely anyone's heard. Um, so that's the Holy Grail, and I have it. Wow. And I don't want to just keep it for myself. We are going to be sharing it. Uh, eventually, um, but I keep forgetting about it. So we how do, uh, go ahead. How did those how did those um, early versions of the songs compare to what was released? The, I mean, the released versions are obviously much better production well, of wise. Course, but um, I mean, like as far as uh, structure wise, what was going like very similar. Yeah, um, they're a bit faster. Okay, um, I'm gonna assume they weren't recorded with a click. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very live sessiony to me. 
Um, there's there's one or two that are in a different key. Hmm. Um, okay. And and it, I understand why they changed the the key center um, for the record. Um, really interesting though. It's uh, it's the greatest find that we have. I also have some really cool um, B sides. Um, I was just sent a few months ago a B side that's like fully produced that's never been released as far as I'm aware. Um, and so we are not going to share that one because I'm not sure how it was acquired, gotcha. you know, like the source that's I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Cause I don't know if it's clear, but uh, we have the band's blessing to post anything that they've ever released that uh, is not available anymore. Mm-hmm. They did that with a lot of live because they used to do their own bootlegs. You right, could get yeah. their own boot. Yeah. You could get their bootlegs after the show. And I love that. Um, and it's a cool little thing to have the, you know, the show you were at on record. Yeah. Um, so cool. And a lot of those aren't posted anymore. So we're able to have those. And it's just this uh, space for community to go. And, you know, people who are really into the band like me, um, you know, who are super, super, super fans. Um, I think, see, October uh, will be my 28th or 29th show of theirs. Um, which nice. that's a baby rookie number compared to many of the people that right, right, right. that uh, I know. But uh, also, the, there are people who followed them for you know twenty five years. So um, that's incredible, sure. Yeah, man, big fan of them. I could geek out about them all day. Um, well, so huge inspirations, you know. What's up, guys? We got a little hint for you here. A little secret. Mm. How do you help the show? We've been asked. We've been asked. Here's a way to help the show. Check us out over at patreon.com slash baconismypod. You can get lots of extra stuff. Yeah, like additional shows, ad-free episodes, early episodes. Shoot. Every Sunday, we record our discussions and drinks live, live. with our patrons. Yeah, so you can have a drink with us while we do it. You can watch us cook things. You can watch us eat things. You can just support the show. And that helps us keep putting these out. It helps us... Uh, just keep the show free. Keep the show free. So thank you guys so much for supporting all of you over on Patreon already. Our patrons, you guys are our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to help out the show and you want to jump on, you want to be part of that BIMP squad, jump over to patreon.com slash bacon is my pod. Well, so that's that's kind of one, one thing I wanted to get to because um, I thought it was super interesting that like your guys' debut – uh, the Sunken Truth debut yeah. was preceded by, like, two, uh, volume one and volume two yeah. of A Search For, yeah. which I think is just, like, the coolest thing ever. Thank you, man. I, I love that whole kind of, like, I don't know, it's, it's, not only is it a great marketing thing, which it is, but it's also just kind of, like, a cool, like, hey, here we are right now, here we yeah. are in this moment in time. Here we are in this moment in time. Everything's leading up to where we are here. Yeah, you might hear some of the same things. You're not going to hear everything, you know, but you're going to hear a completed vision here and you're going to hear the journey to that vision here. Like, how much did being a part of these bootlegs and early versions of songs and all that kind of stuff... How did that inform you on like, hey, I, I have an idea of how I want to release things? Yeah. Um, 
So, another band, this is in a way opposite direction than Switchfoot. Okay. But another band that I really love and I've followed since they were brand new is the 1975. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, love those. I Like, hugely inspiring. Stylistically, nowhere near the kind of music that I make. But all of their records are completely different. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they're so diverse. Um, very prolific. They're not afraid to try things. And their first four releases were just EPs. Uh, and then their debut record, um, which, let's be honest, it wasn't their debut record because they were like right. three different bands before they were the 1975. Um, I think their song, Robbers, has been recorded three or four times. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right? Like, they were teenagers when they first recorded it, right? Um, but to see that evolution hugely inspiring to me switchfoot to be part of this community that has bootlegs b-sides demos all that kind of stuff um as we make music now i am always thinking about um and this might be i think you could there could be ego with this if if you did it the wrong way um but i'm thinking like yo wow i want to safeguard these demos Mm -hmm. because someday someone might want to hear them um, I might want to hear them, you know, uh, and I want to be able to look back and go, here's where I've been. Um, not just where I am. Uh, it's, we've talked about several times taking those first two EPs and that full length off of streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've talked about it because it's, it's not who we are anymore. Um, but we decided against it because it shows where we've been. And it shows how we've grown. Um, in fact, this the new record that we have coming out, of which Tripping in Seattle are singles from, we actually have two re-recorded songs from the Sunken Truth on it oh, that have grown with us. Um, so, it, I mean, those things, being a fan, definitely has informed how I make music. It's actually, the it's, it informs how I do merch. Um, what merch items would I want? What right. special thing would I think would be super cool if my favorite bands did this thing? What would I want them to do? And so I try to help those things inform my decision-making as a creator. Um, for the first two singles this summer, we did uh, postcards, like a postcard mm-hmm. campaign, um, physical postcards that we mailed to an actual mailing list, and we signed every single one of them and it had a message on the back and it was just like a cool a neat little thank you thing um yeah it was marketing but neither of them were um were just marketing it was yeah it marketing was thank you message or hand in hand you know yeah I mean? like you know they, it was they work together it was the you know the last eight i think the first one said the last 18 months have been just a wild ride for us you know, from from opening for Bon Jovi to winning Music Prize to um, to now to making this new record, you know, uh, winning prize money, being able to invest more than we thought we were going to be able to into a new record. Um, it's just kind of been astonishing. Um, thank you for being part of this. And as we go forward, you know, we want to give you a sneak preview of the first single that we've been pouring into. Um, so those kinds of things definitely ha- are informed by my fandom, my uh, yeah. propensity for obsession. I'm a big Beatles fan too. Um, are either of you Beatles fans? Come on, I mean, 
Okay. We're both musicians. Would, would, so. would we play well, music right. if, if right. we like, yeah. can't? Right. Right. So the remix remasters that that uh, Giles Martin has done in yeah. the last like six years. Yeah. Wow. Those super deluxe editions that have incredible four discs of demos, outtakes, different versions, like. It's like the best of the anthology records from the 90s. Right. You know, in one place. You know, yeah. Sgt. Pepper, one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay, well, I want to be able to go back and listen to them. You know, take three. Baby, she's... Right. Take two. You know, or take four. You know, um, uh, you know, like, I want to be able to listen to that. Um, the documentary on yeah, uh, Apple. Absolutely incredible. Dude, like, to watch that, to see... You know, to see Get Back being written in real time. It's, uh, it, yeah. What? That whole thing blew my mind because it was oh. just such a, like, like I I spent half the time being like, I shouldn't be seeing this. Yeah. Right? And then, like, yeah. the other time, like, I'm so glad I'm seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and then the see rest them of the time, going, like, I suck. It's the yeah. I, suck how the I shouldn't be doing this. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 uh to see them joke with each other. Yeah. Um as a band, you know, I think that that album, you know, let it be um within the Beatles fandom. I say this like I've been part of the fandom for 60 years. Um <laughs> but within the 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 general consensus I think for years was oh, let it be that was their last record which it actually wasn't they mm-hmm. recorded it before abbey road right. um oh that's when they were they, they all hated each other well no no they didn't really. that was a yeah. thriving time for them um and to see the footage that peter jackson got like come on it's it's very inspiring i think every musician i know who watched it um went yeah, I just want to make music with my friends. Yeah, yeah. you can't walk away you know? from it not like it made me like my band more. Yeah, right. Like it. Yeah. It, like you, you, you see it and you go like, ah, these guys aren't so bad. <laughs> should, right. I should be cooler. I should be cooler to everybody. Yeah. You know, like. Yes. You know, and how how uh, how special it is. Our producer, um, Jake Rye. He, um, amazing guy. I mean, I'm, we're so, so blessed to have him uh, in our lives and uh, to have been able to work with him and, and to call him friend, you know. Yeah. Um, we've, ha- we've developed a relationship over the last uh, four years. Um, he was kind of aware of what we were doing. We put out our first record, and I know he listened to it, and he really liked it. He started DMing us, and um, we had a meeting, uh, four years ago where, where he was like, Hey, you know, I, um, I was really skeptical at first. I was like, what does he, does he, what does he want? You know, like, who is this guy? I don't know him. <laughs> I was on vacation. He DM'd me on vacation on my personal account and was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm in Grand Rapids. You want to like get coffee or lunch or something? And I was like, well, who is like, okay. Right. And you're like, no, no this I just is did weird. this band for one show. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we met and he he's just the sweetest guy who has such a heart for um helping build up you to be the best 
you can be and to serve the song and make the best song the the best record possible um to impact lives man like um but he said to me the other day we were texting and he said you bands bands are they're very fragile and i mean the fact that bands stay together for years is a miracle Mm -hmm. you know um and i think about I think about my friends. Um, I mean, we've, this is our sixth year um, as a group. Um, we played our first show on Samuel and I's last day of college. We weren't even a college band. Like, it was our last day of college we played. Wow. That was it. Um, and we're still all here, um, which to me is just a, a reminder that I just had a conversation the other day about this we have core values as a band and uh one of our core values is fun mm-hmm. which uh, when we were developing our operating agreement it was like the amount of businesses that don't put fun in there they're like oh, we 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 removed fun from our core values cuz how do you define it and we defined this as we seek to foster experiences of and expressions of joy, freedom, and happiness that move us emotionally and bond us relationally. And at the basis of all that we do is a friendship. You know, I was friends with all of these uh, people before we ever said, hey, let's make a band, right? We were we went to college together. Haley and I uh, have been friends since we were like 14. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it, it really goes to show that with the community aspect of it, um, there's always a temptation, I think, to go too hard into the business aspect of it, to be like, this is a business. Because it is a business. That's the reality of it, right? Sure. Um, yeah, you absolutely. are running a business. Um, you have to worry about profit margins, overhead, expenses, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Tax right. It's a write-off. Come on. It's a write-off. Um, right, right, right. Like you have to worry What's about our ROI. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, can I get a cost per unit on that? Okay, I don't right. know. It, um, but I, I always say, you know what? When when I was like fifteen, playing guitar in my bedroom, I didn't think to myself, "Oh man, I cannot wait to draft an operating agreement someday." no you don't say that you don't go oh wow i can't wait to to read you know uh, a performance clause right you know no you're not doing that you want to do it to have fun it's called playing it's literally called playing music absolutely (laughs) so um yeah you know at the basis of all that is this this friendship and i watching the beatles thing reminded me of that you know i think that's such a smart thing to well it's it's smart but it's also like it's so important to keep that in focus and i think like it's really easy to lose that i've definitely lost it throughout different times and then gained it back and then found it and lost it and and it's it's one of those things where you're just like at the end of the day like we're one we're we're getting together with some friends and we're creating something out of nothing yeah, we're, we're taking empty space. There's a thing that, that and then didn't, we're creating exist. Something. Yeah, we're creating yeah. something. And now it exists. That didn't exist as before. a thing that people now it exists, and and it might actually matter to somebody. 
Yeah. Right? Like that's that's a huge thing to begin with. So it's like, what's cooler than that? There's not really anything. Not really. <laughs> Better than do, that. Getting I mean? a getting a single DM from somebody who uh, there was a there was a, a girl who uh, messaged us two or three years ago, mm-hmm. um, who she uh, she was doing a report on domestic violence. Okay, uh, but she had been affected by domestic violence, and we have a song called Lori's Song, mm-hmm. which is on our first record. Uh, that I wrote uh, about my mother being in an abusive marriage um, post my my father died when I was a teenager uh, and my mom got remarried when I was in college and it was a it was a pretty rough situation so I wrote this song for her um, never ever expecting it to be anything that we would play live consistently that would be a thing we would record even and we started playing it live, and people were like, oh, yeah, are you going to record that? I'm like, oh, I guess, sure. <laughs> um, and we did, and and it was in our set list rotation for a very long time. And it seemed like every single show, there was at least one person who would come up and go, oh, man. I mean, there, there was somebody who was in a re- an abusive relationship who came to our show, heard that song, and then, like a month later, we got a DM from them on on Facebook that was like, "Hey, uh, I heard this song, and I realized that like I was in a really dangerous situation, and I got myself out oh, with wow. my friend who was at that show. That's like incredible. I told her, and I was like, "Whoa! Like that's so much bigger than anything I could right. hope to do like, on my yeah. own, right? But like, it, doesn't that just speak to the power of music, right? Like this thing that." You know, I can write um, in in a in a, a bit of loneliness, you know, right. or um, tripping, for example. I I wrote that uh, a few years ago after I had a mental breakdown, and it was in this moment of darkness and desperation um, that I wrote that. And then it comes out last month, and our guitar player got a text from his friend who was just in a very similar situation and he heard the song it came on his uh release radar right? Right, right he was listening to it on the way to work he didn't even know we had a new song out and he heard it and he like he sent a, a text and he was like dude i am weeping because that song is exactly how i feel right now that is a mystery to me uh it is it is it blows my mind that this thing any song for that matter starts with a little seed in somebody's brain mm-hmm. and the fact that all these different moving parts come together different personalities people life experiences whatever it might be in the whole team that records the song and mixes and masters and delivers and um all the different parts of that they, they coalesce together to have this thing that goes out and impacts somebody's life is just mind-blowing to me um and I, I, I hope that uh, as we continue and hopefully continue to, to grow, right? That's the, right. That's that's the goal, the, yeah. right? That's the goal of everything, yeah. To stay on a trajectory uh, of growth. Um, I, I just hope that we can always be um, amazed by 
the miracle of song, right? Like songs are miracles. Yeah. Uh, how many steps they have to go to to get made, and the fact that something can come to me and impact me sometimes years after it was written uh, that I can put on a record and find a record and hear a song and I'm like I needed that song like that is mind blowing. Ah, it's uh, I, I awesome. love that you even brought that up. Like doing doing yeah. what we do. Right, like I always have these questions for songwriters because yeah. I'm a songwriter and I started writing songs and I and I make this kind of like tongue in cheek kind of phrase to everyone like I'm right I write songs so that I don't drive off a bridge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um and then you 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 do that and then you never really are ready for it. When somebody else tells you that your song kept them from driving off a bridge. Yeah. Right? And so I always have this. And it's so funny, like, as you were talking about that, like, I was like, let me scroll up real quick to these things that I had. Because I always have this, like, we have questions in case the interview or Break chat, glass. Yeah, yeah. In case, the, in case the chat doesn't kind of, like, go off on tangents. Right. So we have these like emergency things. And one of my questions that I always ask songwriters is one of them is always like, do you remember the first time that someone came to you and expressed to you that something you did meant to them what something someone else did meant to you? Mm. And what was that like for you? Because I remember that so distinctly for me. And, um, and and it, it it was such a powerful moment for me. And there have been uh, I I've been like so lucky in in my journey as a songwriter to have had a few experiences like that where people have yeah. have kind of communicated that to me or like tattooed a lyric or something like like those yeah. type of things that in my brain I'm like don't do that but like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still like mean more to me than anything else in the world and then i also from listening to your songs i had a question that was like i i feel like a lot of music tackles mental health from the perspective of either the writer ourselves trying to help ourselves by writing it yeah or with that aim of reaching others. And I, I'm always interested in that, okay, where does the teeter-totter start to tip when you're writing? If you started writing about yourself, at what point do you start to feel like, oh, this isn't for me anymore? Mm. Or if you started writing in more of an abstract, at what point does it tip and go, oh, this is about me totally, yeah. right? So um, just even you coming up and, and explaining that on its own, like immediately jumped into those kind of topics, which I love as a songwriter because it just, I don't know, man, like it, it hits me so hard when another songwriter talks about a moment that meant that to them, that yeah. blew them away about somebody yeah. coming to them because like, I feel that so the the uh the imposter syndrome is strong at that yes. point yes yeah oh yeah where you're just like shut up <laughs> you know, like, yeah right? no but, yeah yeah and then but then that there's like imposter syndrome mixed with like responsibility mixed with like incredible awe and just 
uh, this this thankfulness that like oh my god I can't I can't believe I'm in the position where I did something that that did something for you yes but I'm so glad that I was and and, and maybe you would have found this from somebody else and maybe you would have got this from another song or whatever yeah. but the fact that it this happened and you're sharing this with me changes you just changed my life by telling me that I changed yours. You know, exactly. like those types of things. And they, they hit me so hard when, when yeah. I hear that stuff that it's just like, because, man, why do we do this? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like why? We, we, yeah. do this to, we do this to save ourselves. We do this to get things out that we couldn't. And then the fact that it matters to anyone at all is incredible absolutely incredible you know i uh i'm thinking about in 2020 um we went from and this is every band obviously you guys experienced this everybody experienced this right uh we had 28 dates booked to support our record and then oh, yeah. it was a game of will their show be canceled or not you know 2020. like 20 yeah. yeah you know uh our friend uh our friend's band their tour, they changed the name to the these shows will probably be canceled tour, um, right? And they were all of and them. And then they every were single one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had merch and everything. It was hilarious. Um, the we'll get back to you tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were writing um, over Zoom. Uh, I, you know, in in middle school, yeah. the cool thing to do. Yeah. Middle school, high school was uh, Skype, and my friends and I would just have. Skype chats open, like Skype calls just open uh, for hours. We weren't doing anything together. Like right. I could be playing a game or I could be whatever, working on a craft or something. And uh, we would just be together, you know, virtually. And I thought, well, why why don't we do that with, uh, with Zoom? Uh -huh. So I, you know, I got a Zoom account and I paid for like the premium whatever to have the unlimited time. And I would send a link, and I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm getting on. I'll just be in my studio. You know, let's hang. And we would. And, uh, man, that was much needed in that time. Yeah. But we started writing songs together uh, over Zoom. And um, in that time, there's there's three I think about in particular. So the the, the first one I'll talk about is, is uh, kind of riffing on you talking about... Uh, at what point, if I start with a song that's for somebody else, does right. it become about me? Right. Or I start for myself and then I go, oh, this is for someone else. We have a song called Always Greener. And uh, I wrote it because our guitar player, CT, and I worked at the same place. And he quit. Um, it was a good move on his part. I should have, but I didn't. Right. Uh, he had more of a spine than I did. And I was so angry at him. Uh, for for leaving me, I was so mad. Right, and so I stay I was with me just, in this horrible situation. Yeah, yeah, and I was burnt out. Suffer and uh, I mean, like I was the only person in my workplace doing any kind of COVID precautions, and uh, it was it was exhausting. Um, and this was at the on the verge of a breakdown. Um, and my wife one night said to me, "Well, so I wrote that my friend's last shift, mm -hmm. uh, CT." A guitar player, my my friend, my friend CD. Oh, he's in the band too. Um, 
Right. So on on his last shift, I pulled out my phone and I just wrote on a on a note. I wrote uh, the opening verse of this this song. Oh, the, you know the grass. The grass is always greener until you step out of the pasture, and then you'll find you're stuck inside another self disaster. Like I was just so angry at him, and this was meant to be like a jab. Uh, and well, later that week, um, um, I was talking to my wife. I was just complaining to my wife about how stressed I was, and she said, you know, you need a break. Like, you need to slow down and take a break. And I was like, no, wait, now hold on a second. I do not need a break. What are you talking about? Don't you tell like, you know, me. You... Right. And so I went, to, I went across the hall to my studio to write a song about how wrong she was. And, um, <laughs> and I pulled out that song, and I wrote verse two. And it was about me and how right she was. Right. And I went, oh... Yeah, this song's about me. This isn't. This is, oh, you I know, I could it. point the finger. Right. I think the the last verse says, you know, while I sit here pointing, I think I'll go ahead and join you. Right. Right. Um. And that's just a normally, uh, I've said this before. My my songs will start either in a place where I am frustrated, and I'm writing it out as commentary, and then it always becomes self reflective, mm-hmm. or I'm I'm starting it because I'm in a dark place, and then that song is a testament to growth, um, and that's 99% of the songs I've ever right. written. You know, the the I have hundreds of unrecorded songs, right? We all do if you're a songwriter. Sure. Um, yeah. Lots of hard like, drives. Everybody's Lots of weird. Yeah. Everybody's weird hard drives all over the place. Voice memos yeah. are insane. I have a voice memo that I just recorded today because I had a melody pop in my head and I was driving down the expressway. Yeah. And as I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. You know, right. uh, I just need enough. So I'm reminded, um, right, yeah. you know, um, I always talk to it. Like, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like this vibe. Yes. He's going from the song and then the, you know, like right, I'm right. like trying to, you know, um, the second, thing i'm reminded of from 2020 um i was in this i was working at a coffee shop not a lot of people were coming in to get coffee to go so most of the time i would sit there for hours and and just wait in the morning um and uh i was a shift lead there and so me and the other shift lead still had jobs and everyone else got laid off Uh, so it was super lonely super crazy when it got busy it was awful Right. Um, but uh, it was just kind of like, ah, you know, right. white knuckle on the steering wheel type thing. Insanity then for when an it was, hour and then four oh, yeah, hours and then nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, so I was so I was just so bitter from from everything. I think everyone had that shared experience of like bitterness of right. re- doom scrolling every day, seeing what the flavor of the week is or the day for outrage. And, you know, just all these voices screaming for my attention to be angry at something. Um, we had a professor in college that said bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Ooh. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean that, whoa, you go, Oh, whoa, that, that's something. Bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Is it weird that I love that? Oh, it's good, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Oh, it's so that's good. so good. And uh, I don't know if he came up with it or if someone else, I don't know where that comes from, but he's the one who introduced that phrase wow. to me. 
Um, and I, I was sitting there reading whatever article it was. Um, and I was just like, that popped in my head. I was reminded of that quote and I went, ah, dang it. I have been like gulping down the poison. Right. Right. (laughs) So I closed that article and I pulled out a notebook and I, I wrote this little lullaby for myself called the poison. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the whole thing came out in, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, the whole thing. Um, which, uh, I think there's very few songs I have that are prolific like that. Most of them are like battles where it's like, I know what I want to say. I can hear it in my head, but I don't understand the words I'm singing sometimes. Right. But I know the message I'm trying to get across. So a lot of the times, like Tripping is one of those songs. Seattle, um, another one of the songs on the on the record that's not out yet that um, years it's been like wrestling with these to get them where they needed to be. Um, but the poison, I was just back. Happens, there yeah. it was, you know. And I was so excited. I went, yes, that's a new song. I'm so excited to share it with everybody. And then that voice of doubt comes in, the inner critic. Um, mm-hmm. If you've read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, um, the resistance, the voice of resistance came in my head. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend checking it out. I, I uh, understand so it. Imme- I haven't read it, but I understand exactly yeah. what I said. You know, you hear the title like, and you go, Ugh. oh, okay. The resistance. So the voice of resistance, uh, that's the inner critic. That's the, the, all the things that delay the things that prevent you from doing, uh, what you uh, are supposed to do. The gift you have that you've been given. It's the, the thing that tries to stop you because you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. Right. Well, that's not good. (laughs) You know, so resistance doesn't want that. Um, so, uh, the voice, that voice popped in my head and went, Dude, so what? Yeah, you wrote another song. So what? You're not going to be able to play it. Music's not happening right now. Uh, Give up, right? Uh, oh, and uh, we're all the same, man. <laughs> if all the, the damn same. Like right. if if I, and in that moment, that's when I was like, okay, if I do this for vanity. If I do this for temporary moments of glory of, you know, 20,000 people at Gamebridge Fieldhouse doing the call and response to one of our songs at the biggest show of our lives. If I do it for those moments, those fleeting, vain, temporary moments, well, I'm going to be burnout. I'm going to feel like a failure all the time. I'm going to not want to do it. And that's that's not a very meaningful and fulfilled life, I think. Because it only matters if you hit those moments. Exactly. Right. And that's my rubric, therefore, yep. which is yep. flawed. That's so – these mountaintop moments are so few and far in right. between for like 99.9% of creators, right? Yeah. You have the top people who are selling out, you know, every show they play. But well, but that's even like that, a, even that's temporary, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. like, and everyone goes home. Yep. Tour's right. over. Yep. You know? Um, and next year, someone else is in the place you were. Someone else? Exactly. So in that moment, I went, okay, uh, why are we doing this? Because it's not for those things. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want it to be for those things. And uh, I 
I pulled out my uh, pulled out my notebook and I wrote another song called "Nothing Is New," and that song is uh, a testament to and it's a reminder to us. We've had some incredible experiences, um, especially for a band our size. Uh, some of the some of the experiences we've had have just been uh, unthinkable. Uh, things I, if you would have told me two years ago uh, that I'd be talking about them, I go, "You're crazy. That's right. not going to happen." You know. Um, but it's those aren't the moments that we we do this for. We do it for, you know, the person coming up and telling us. I needed to hear that song. The little kid who uh, this music festival we played a few weeks ago, there's a little girl who came up. uh, Her parents brought her up to the um, security gate after our set. And she really wanted to talk to Haley, our drummer, because she's like eight or nine, I think. And she wanted to play drums, but she didn't think she could because she's a girl. Right. And we're like, oh, my kid, come here. Girl drummer. Oh, dude, right? And we like jumped off the stage and went up and talked to her. And, and Haley had some drumsticks that she gave to her. And um, I, that was worth the whole trip, yeah. right? Like yeah. those little moments, that's why we do it. Um, and it's, it's uh, easy to lose sight of that. But I'm grateful that we have a community uh, who helps. Uh, and we have each other, a community of you know, uh, the band itself is a community, um, to keep things in perspective, you right. know, yeah. and to go, that's why you do it, man. That's worth the grind. You know, I forget who it is. There's a, there's a video I just saw. It's called like the online hellscape of music promotion or, or something <laughs> like that. Right. Sounds about and, right. Right. Yeah. He's, he's talking about how, uh, you know, you hear, uh, you're playing some halo three and, you know, in 2000, 2007 and you hear, uh, a cool EDM song, come on, a chill, chill hop, whatever. And that inspires you to download Fruity Loops, you know, and you get FL Studio and you make it and you spend all this time, years honing your craft and mixing everything just right and spending the money on, on production and songwriting and all this kind of stuff. And you get ready to release the song and you upload it to Submit Hub. And, uh, you send it to somebody and you get a response and they go, wow, this is some of the best songwriting I've heard in years. The mix is stellar. Your instrumentation is like just bombastic. And, and you're like, yes, this is my mountaintop moment. Right. And then you finish the message and it says, but unfortunately I didn't like the kick at two minutes and eight seconds. So I'm going to pass on this one. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, we've all been yes. there if you've done that. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, like, you put so much weight into any – I, I want to say I am, I'm so grateful for all of the, the playlisters who, who put our music on their playlists. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for everyone who's like, this is incredible, there are literally, you know, maybe 30 or 40 more who are like, you know, that that uh, that snare hit at three minutes is like not doing it for me. Right. Like, and we let those types of things. I was going to say, for all of you listening also, yeah. uh, if there are a thousand people yeah. that nothing but love it, the one message yep. that says the snare hit at two minutes and 32 seconds near the end of your song 
is what made me hate you. Yeah. That is the thing that we will obsess over. We will sit on forever. Forever. Because we are songwriters, because we are damaged. Yes. (laughs) So we are just waiting for someone to tell us, hey, everybody that's liked everything that you've done is wrong and we know it too. (laughs) (laughs) Because of a snare. So so that you can go, I knew it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then he talks about how you get one positive comment and then yeah. it all seems like it's worth it. And then it, nothing else yeah. matters. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and I think, again, if that's if, you know, if the rubric for success or fulfillment uh, is rooted in metrics, vanity metrics, whatever it might be, then that's going to lead to constant disappointment. Yeah. Um, you'll never, and I get you'll obsessed over that stuff. Oh yeah. I get obsessed over that stuff. Cause I, I love marketing Yep. and I do all of our marketing. I do all of our graphic design. I mean, it's like, that's just as important to me yep. as the song itself. I love Jack white. Like that's why he's oh, so inspiring. Yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, have you, have either of you been to third man records ever? Yes. No, I, I haven't yet. It's the coolest place in the world. Yeah. Even if you don't like the White Stripes or anybody that's on Third Man Records, you walk in and you go, oh, I've done okay. the virtual tour. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. this is the coolest yeah. place in the world. Yeah. Um, everything's branded. Everything is the same color scheme. Yep. It's a world that he has crafted because to him, the visuals are just everything that surrounds the music. I think he said everything that surrounds the music is just as important the music itself. And I go, yes. I agree. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm every day, as soon as I wake up, I'm looking at the metrics. I'm looking at the, the, the numbers of, you know, our listener retention rate. You know, uh, Spotify has the new uh, active listener right, right. Uh, feature on Spotify for artists. Are you and, what are you exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's really easy to lose sight of why you do it yeah. for me because uh, I, I can get way too obsessed with those things. But um, at the end of the day, you know, we want to do this, our mantra has been, you know, um, do it for love, hope, community, and uh, and that that's not going to fail us. You know, keep right. doing what we're doing uh, for those things, and those things are lasting. You know, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I, I will, that. I will always write so that I don't drive off a bridge. Yeah, yeah. I will always be happy if that means anything to anyone else. Yep. And I'll always be grateful to everyone that will deal with me. And help me put out some art. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, Jacob, we've hung out for well over two hours now. And yeah, yeah. We, and it is we been, can do a lot more of this. I, I, like, <laughs> I, like, we, didn't, we didn't hit our emergency uh, questions or anything. No, we no, haven't no. hit uh, some of the facts that we could have hit. Yeah. Um, but, dude, you've been so much fun to talk to so much fun to hang yeah, out yeah. with thank you uh oh, thank, thank you guys so much for hanging out uh before we sign off here once again uh please let everybody know where they can find everything the american hotel system all right well once again the american hotel system we're a, we're a rock band from grand rapids michigan um if you like music that is heartfelt and lyrics that are deep but also love electric guitar our stuff might be right up your alley if you've listened this far to over two hours of audio content and you haven't listened to us that blows my mind yeah, so that's really you. cool <laughs> um 
I appreciate you. I love you. Um, yeah, uh, our most social, our most active social media is Instagram, uh, by far. Instagram. I think that's um, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's it's like an art gallery for me. It's yeah. it's a it's a, a graphic design thing that I can go in and have fun, right? Um, I love that. Love the visual medium. Uh, I love the fact you can add music to your posts now. Yeah. Super cool. Um, second, you know, we're also on Threads, since that seems to be. It's a new thing. The thing now. It's, it's it. been like so-so. So. We're figuring it's it out. so-so lately. <laughs> we had more followers on threads in the first 24 hours than we've had on Twitter in six years. So yeah. um, weird. Well, you're not really tweeters. I'll be honest. Yeah. You're not. I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah. We. I think our pinned tweet is uh, we're probably on Instagram. It's a forward. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. forwarding it's a forward yeah. tweet. Yeah. 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 I went it's to your Twitter good. and I was like, they don't tweet. All right. No. No. I never got into it. I've never been a Twitter person. Um, but Facebook is also very active for us. If you're still on Facebook, um, that is a great place to, to get like tour updates and stuff. Um, we have a mailing list. If you do like actual physical mail, they send out postcards. We, we like send some stuff, some cool little fun things, maybe some merch, uh, Ooh. every now and then. So you can sign up on our website. They have cool merch. The American hotel system.com. We're on Bandcamp too. Um, our new project will not be on Bandcamp, but all of our old stuff is on there. Um, so I would definitely say go and check that out. I'm really proud of a lot of the projects we have on there, and uh, they're all a piece. They're all a piece of me and my soul as a songwriter. So, um, well, if you like, uh, the fact that your new stuff is not on Bandcamp means that you're growing, which is awesome. Which is yeah, that's be, true. Which is excellent. That's true. But yeah, still appreciate it. the other stuff on Bandcamp oh, yeah. because yes. it goes directly to the artist. Yes, yeah. direct to artist yeah. is important. Well, and also I will say um, we were talking about um, a search for a sunken truth. Uh, you're not going to find that if you just go to their Spotify. Right. You literally have to go to the website. Yes. And then go to it. And then click on listen and then click on it and it will take you to a place where you can listen to that stuff, which I think is awesome because it's like you, you're making people work. You're invested. <laughs> and, I, and I and I'm I'm for it. I'm here for it. So I recommend everybody does. It. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we have a new uh, we have a new record coming out in November. Um, when will this go live? Uh, this is gonna be. This will be. He'll tell you. All a, right, I'm gonna a, have to. He'll tell you a date right away. But yeah. while he looks for the date, I'll <laughs> say that he's looking for the date. And, September uh, 11th. September 11th. What a day! Oh, okay. What an interesting um, day. All sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, so I can say this then. Um, we have a new record coming out on November 17. It's called Can You Hear It? Uh, it's being uh, published um, by Sono Music Group and distributed by Universal, which is mind-blowing to me. Yep, really cool. grateful for their support. Um, yeah, really proud of this record. It's uh, years of a culmination of years of songwriting. Um, these songs are unlike anything we've put out before. Um, thematically uh it's it's a really great picture of where we've been um in the last uh in the last few years yeah man awesome i'm awesome. i'm excited for you to got you guys to like start sharing it and hitting the road and all that stuff because we will be there yeah keep sure. an eye out yeah. we're uh we're gonna announce some dates soon 
Yep. Come, come back on and let us know when don't things are happening. Don't hate New York. Just saying. Yeah, don't, don't hate, hate New, York. New York. You know. We'll even drive know, to Jersey. I know it's a weird yeah. market. It's cool. It's a weird market. I get it. It's a weird market. We live here. We're in bands. It's We're a weird bands. market. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, this is... Um, uh, how heavily edited are these? Uh, <laughs> it's not. Not. So if you want to wait... very edited. Wait until we okay. end recording. <laughs> right. I'll wait till we end recording. And wait till we, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi-oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Jacob, thank you for joining thank us. You so yes. You've this been, has been an awesome. Honor. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you're you're going to be on again. Yeah. Uh, for oh, sure. 100%. One, one way or another. Unless, unless you hated you. it. Unless you hated this. Right. Then, this was the worst. No, this was awesome, guys. Thank you so much. If you I love, no, I love the questions. <laughs> I really, really appreciate the questions. Good. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Um, so we, we asked you uh, at the promo segment... Yes. We got to ask you again. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, what is your bacon? What's your bacon, man? Mm-hmm. What is my bacon? I'll say the same thing I said before. Yeah. My son, who uh, is, is the reason I wake up every day. Um, such joy, such a lesson in patience, also. Um, but uh, such a lesson in, in love and unconditional love. Um, and then the other thing is specialty coffee, as I mentioned before. At uh, the beginning, earlier in our conversation, we only went such like an important a half part hour of my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I only yeah. talked about it a little bit. I like it a little bit, like it. Um, but I think at the heart of that is community. Hell yeah. yeah, community. Yeah, love that. I think we drill down. I think that's where it is, and we, we also drill down, expand, drill down, expand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drill down, yeah. expand. Uh, community is also one of our bacon's. I will say. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thank you all for being a part of ours, and thank you for listening, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for uh, checking out the American Hotel system, mm-hmm. for checking out the music, for checking out everything that we do. Thank you for being a part of our lives. And remember to ask yourselves every single day, what is that thing for you that makes your life better? What is that makes your day better? What is something you can focus on? What makes it more good or happiness? More good. Yeah, a little more good. A little more good like in your life. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is it for you? Jacob, what should they ask themselves? Trying to think how to word this. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty specific. What, uh, what, what, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the processing method well, yeah, in your right. coffee? Okay, that's oh, good. Okay, that's good. Well, that's a, that's a good one. That's but a good what, one. What do what do what do we good usually one. use? I see what you're using. I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know what's, what's your, your what's the yeah. B word. There's a B I'm word. Trying to, yeah, yeah. What's the what's he's the figuring, he's what's searching the brew around. in your cup? What's ooh, the ooh? That's nice. Oh, that's hey, nice hey, 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 that's hey. Good. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, Bru- the, best, my, the best part Bruna of waking up. The best too. part of waking up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, what's your bacon? <laughs> what's your bacon, Jacob? Yeah, he was he was a good dude. He was a good was dude. A lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to hang out with. Super nice. Like I learned a lot about coffee. I learned a lot about coffee. And um, I feel like he's one of those dudes that like, oh man, I could I could start talking to this guy at like eight o'clock at night, and I could realize then that it's five in the morning. Yes. And be like, dude, I gotta go. 
and he could be like, dude, I gotta go. Yep. And we'd be like, all right, well, we'll we'll go, and then it'll be seven o'clock, and we'll go. <laughs> yes. Like I could see yes. that totally happening. This right? is absolutely a long episode, but you know what? Well worth it because it was a good person to talk yeah, to. Like he, absolutely. he was a, a great dude. I appreciate him for coming onto our fun little platform here. Yeah. Uh, so let's just let's just get out of here. Yeah, it's a long episode. So uh, find me at Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. Find my band Craving Strange at Craving Strange Net on all the socials. Shave your ball sack with uh, Manscaped. Or if you don't want to shave it, that's cool. But make sure you wipe it off. Yes. Right? They got stuff even if you don't want to shave it. It's totally or, cool. Or also, thing. they do your face now. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great thing. Uh, definitely go to Manscaped.com. 20% off with the promo code BACONPOD. Yeah. During the Fill summer. Fill your belly. Grow your ass off. Fill your belly. Go outside. Grow your ass off. Fill your your belly with beverages that are delicious. Yeah, some light some your... eats that are de- delicious. Growyourassoff.com and drinkwildbills.com. Promo code BACON. Yeah. We're going to find you. Uh, me personally. I am at me, my own self. Mike, my band is at Something Heavy Music. Catch us on all streaming platforms. We've got a new single coming out. It's called Hurt. It's going to happen very, 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 very soon. But also, we have something coming up very, very, very soon. We do. We, we do. have. Uh, we're going to continue our live stream because our drummer is like, yo, I'm back. When are we doing this? We should do this. Right. So I'm working out some dates with him. Okay. Uh, but Bacon is my passion is on all streaming platforms. It's our our little music conglomerate. New music, if you out. will. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have some new music coming out very, very, very soon. Check it out. Thank you to the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Bacon Is My Pod. If you want early shows, extra shows, extra stuff, thank you to everybody that's listening on all streaming platforms. Give us those uh, reviews, whatever the whatever it is. If it's five stars, stars give thumbs us stars. Up. If it's thumbs up, give us thumbs Honestly, up. Honestly, it costs you zero dollars. Yeah, seriously, that's the best way to help us yeah. out if you listen to the whole th- if you're here now you've listened to the whole thing the least you could do like honestly the least is to give yeah. us a star or a thumb or something like that right it takes no it's 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 so easy it's so easy thumb. thank you you're awesome continue being awesome and remember to ask yourself every single day what is it what's your bacon yeah world peace <laughs>